Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to come to you right away out of Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. And the writer says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Goes on to say, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Lord God, you are the God of the airways. Uh, your church is not a building, it is the people. And Father God, we now are meeting outside of a building. We're not even in the same place, but you are with us. Every person who is listening, not only to this service, but the many services throughout the world this day online, you are there. So Father God, we ask that you speak now to us through me. Lord God, open every ear. May they hear your voice. Use my mouth. I yield it to you. Father God, the words that you have to say, I do not have the intelligence to speak. But Lord God, I yield myself that you may speak through me in this time, in this moment. I praise you, Lord God, that you would even allow me to be used by you. Father God, thank you. Preach through me. Teach through me in this time. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Over the past several weeks at the Lakeland Vineyard, you have been growing through restraint. And we have learned to restrain ourselves in order to grow in Christ. In the first week, it was an overview of this series. And we learned to give up the freedom of doing whatever we want in order to to be free to grow in Christ. And in week two, Pastor Andy discussed the topic of sex. And in that time, he said that we must not allow our lives to be focused on that topic. You know, and a quote from him that week was, real freedom is the willingness to do what we must do over what we want to do. And in the third week, he talked about the cost of following Christ. He said there is a scarcity of time, and he drew on his economics background. He said we must be willing to use our allotted time for the kingdom. And last week, Pastor Sean implored us not to be fearful and ask the what-if questions, but rather say, even if. And Mercy Me has a song that's titled, Even If, and I'm not sure if Pastor Sean used that song to help with his sermon prep, but I would encourage you to take time out of your busy schedule and to listen to the lyrics of that song. That song is a summary of his message. And that brings us to this week. As we close out this series titled Growing Through Restraint, I want to talk about restraining anxiety, and trusting 
God. Hmm. Whether we meant to or not, I've noticed that uh, between Pastor Andy and Pastor Sean and myself, we all reference Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 through these past few weeks. And I went on to add verses 7 and 8. But the foundation is still the same. The message here in growing through restraint requires trust. You're going to have to trust God more than your anxiety, your fear. Some of you will say that your anxiety is a medical issue. And to that I say, then go get it fixed. And I know we're in a time now where going to the doctors is not as easy as it was three months ago, four months ago. But the reality is, if you have a chemical imbalance, you have something medical that causes you to be anxious, that is a real thing. And you need to go get that fixed. If you had a broken leg, you wouldn't walk around on the broken leg. You would go get it fixed. And so I understand that there are issues, and I'm encouraging you, go get that fixed. You do not have to walk around with anxiety, especially if it's for medical reasons. However, if you do not have a medical issue, then I move that you are in the midst of spiritual warfare. And the good news is the victory in that war is found in Jesus Christ. You're going to have to learn how to work past those issues and trust God moving forward. And that's what I want to focus on today. That's who I'm talking to today. Those of you who get anxious, it's not a medical condition. You just can't overcome your anxiety. I want to tell you a story about a friend of mine who I met in South Korea. And I say a friend now, but she played basketball for me when I was stationed there in Korea. We used to participate in a ministry called Vida Nueva. And her name is Laura Smith, and she would always volunteer to speak. But Laura always looked uncomfortable. Like, she would rather be anywhere on earth but there in front of people talking. And I noticed it, but she would push through it, and she always had wonderful things to say. And one day I asked her, I said, Laura, why are you always volunteering to speak when you don't like it? I can tell that you're anxious. And she said, got to do it. I got to share the gospel. She said, yeah, I'm anxious, but I can't let that stop me. And so this 16-year-old girl continued to allow herself to be used in the most uncomfortable ways. And so I knew that she had been working on her PhD in applied mathematics, so I did a little bit of research on her, and I found her, Dr. Laura Smith, for a short time, worked at USC, and now she works at Cal Fullerton. And you should look her up. The things that she's done with uh, criminal behavior and social media and the, the research that she's done, uh, it's amazing. And to think that this young lady 
used to be anxious and wouldn't even be able to stand in front of people. And now here she is on the cutting edge of things that really affect our lives today. Why? Because she didn't allow anxiety to hold her back. She said, God, I trust you. I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to do what you call me to do. I had an opportunity myself to experience anxiety. Uh, This is a shameless plug, but uh, I have written a book. And the title of the book is Practical Leadership, Lessons from an Average Leader. And it is not out yet, but it is in the process of being edited and pushed and those types of things. And if you know a literary agent, hey, send him my way. Anyway, uh, in that book, there is a chapter and it talks about, I talk about trusting. It was the longest night of my military career. I'm in the motor pool. And for those of you who don't know what a motor pool is, look it up. I'm in the motor pool and the end of the day is coming and our track is off of our vehicle. And they say, hey, uh, time for formation. And my NCO starts packing everything up. But this track is laying on the ground. It's not on. It's like having a flat tire and somebody takes the tire off and it's sitting next to the car. And then they go to lunch or go to dinner and go to bed. It's like, how am I going to drive this thing? And so I said, "Uh, sir, Whitby, what, 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 what? He said, sir, don't worry about it. He said, it doesn't take that long. We'll be able to put this track on in 20 minutes. He said, but I want the soldiers to be able to go to lunch, or rather go to dinner, and just hang out. You know, it's a long, hard day. And so I said, well, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, what what am I going to do? And then he said these words. He said, sir, do you trust me? Why do you have to ask me that question? Because now I have to make a decision. I either say yes, and I leave the track on the ground, and we go about our business, or I say no, and they stay there and put the track on, but now I've lost his trust. He isn't going to think that I believe in him, and then it's hard for him to believe in me. So I looked him in the face, and I said, y'all can have this. No, I didn't say that. I looked him in the face and I said, yes, I trust you. And so we packed up and we walked out of that motor pool. And anyone who has ever been stationed in South Korea knows that at any given time, you can be alerted and you have maybe two hours to get everything done and be ready to roll out. And that seems like a big, not a big deal because he said it'll take 20 minutes to put the track on. Problem is, you're doing other things in that two hours. You're drawing your weapons and blah, blah, blah. So we go to dinner, and we do the final formation, and we live our lives. Soldiers are doing their thing. And I was in charge. At any time, I could have said, no, we're going back. And, but I didn't. So I went to bed that night, and I'm laying in the bed, and I'm tossing, turning a little bit, and I keep saying to myself, nope. You trust him, just trust him. So I go to sleep, and you know, you can imagine the different dreams I had. But I kept saying to myself, nope, you trust him, you just got to trust him. So in my case, I had to wait. So the next day rolls around, I jump up, get dressed, and I run to first formation. I'm looking around for my soldiers, they're not there. 
I said, hey, where's Sergeant Whitby? Oh, he got up early. They went to the motor pool. Took off to the motor pool. Now, my room was right next to the motor pool. I didn't hear them go there. When I got to the motor pool gate, they were coming out. Done. Sergeant Whitby was true to his word. He told me that they would be able to do it in the morning, that this was not going to be a problem, and that I needed to trust him. And so what is your situation? What is God looking at you and saying, do you trust me? You, know, you may have to be like I was that night. Yeah, it might be tough, but you've got to trust God. Is God telling you to go do something? I can't do that. I know people who could never stand in front of other people and talk. But if God asked you to do that, and he could, would you be willing to push past your anxiety? Or are you going to fall to your anxiety and not trust God? This is what we're talking about. Restrain anxiety and trust God. In Philippians 4, 6, Paul writes, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so because we live in this intelligent world and everybody wants to break everything down, I decided to break this down. So I looked up the word anything. And anything, it means it's used to refer a thing no matter what. So if I go back in there, the Bible tells me, do not be anxious about a thing no matter what. And so I said, well, what about this word Every, because it's in every situation. Every is a determiner. Uh, it is used to refer to all the individual members of a set without exception. So not only are we not to be anxious about a thing no matter what, but there are no exceptions to any situation. We have to trust God. This is what Paul is telling us. If we're anxious, we're not trusting him. But we're told, do not be anxious. So why are we anxious? The most likely answer is that you don't know what's going to happen. I'm anxious because I'm afraid. I don't know what's next. God does. Let me say that again. I'm afraid. I don't know what's next. God does. Take a walk with me. Let's just walk through the Bible. John 16, 33, Jesus said, I have told you th these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Psalm 91, 7 through 8, a psalm that we read last week. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. 
you will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Psalm 94, 19. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Psalm 37, 25. I was young and now I am old, but I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. In his word, God has given us reminders of his promises many of us have seen these promises manifested in our lives yet we still choose anxiety to win the day before my mom passed away she used to always say this statement she would say if you're going to worry don't pray and then she would say but if you're going to pray don't worry and anytime you would say hey mom are you worried she said i don't worry i pray And she would make that statement. And I think that she could add in that word, anxious. If you're going to be anxious, then don't pray. But if you're going to pray, then don't be anxious. Let God do what he's going to do. Either you must trust God and leave anxiety outside of your life, or choose anxiety and ask God, to move on to the next person. I know that sounds harsh, but that is reality. When you choose anxiety, you are not choosing God. So we now find ourselves in the place that Joshua and the Israelites were after they crossed into the promised land. We must make a choice. Joshua said, now fear the Lord and serve him with all Faithfulness, throw away the gods of your ancestors, worship beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. He said, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So will you serve anxiety as your God? Will you serve the God of distrust and unbelief? Or will you choose this day to serve the Lord of heaven and earth? God Almighty, El Shaddai, Elohim, the creator of Of all things. As for me and my house. As for Pastor Andy Baker. As for the vision and the direction of Lakeland Vineyard. We will serve the Lord. Father in heaven we thank you so much Lord God. We praise you because we don't have to be anxious. Lord God we actually can restrain anxiety and trust you. Lord God, I pray for those who are hearing this and struggling with it. Real struggle, Lord. Because they don't understand that in you, anxiety must bow down and walk out. These strongholds are real, Lord God, but your word tells us in 2 Corinthians 10 that our weapons of war are not carnal and that you have given us what we need to
to tear down strongholds. So, Lord God, I pray that they would be willing to call on you. Call on your word. Allow your spirit to begin to break down these walls so that they may restrain anxiety and trust you. As always, Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.